Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside with Pete Robertson. What's up? I loved how you said that. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. Man, I was like, I had too many prepositions in there too, I think, but... (laughs) You know what? Awesome. Let's just have a good time with it. Okay. You know, some people would probably cut it and edit it out, but no, we don't that, do that. We no, just roll. Do yeah, just, just roll. roll with the punches. I liked it. It sounded good. It sounded professional. Speaking of rolling with the punches, I had uh, we had a, a dinner plans last night, yeah. and uh, the couple that we were going to go out to, to dinner with canceled on us at the oh. last minute. So I just rolled with it. Speaking of canceled, we already we had a, have a guest today, and we had canceled. I, right? Something <laughs> stuff happens. <laughs> But they don't know that. No. Our listeners don't know that we were supposed to no, have a guest until now that you told them. Yeah, but they so, don't need to know who. No, 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 we wouldn't. Someone really famous. Yes, and we <laughs> would never put that person, no, we would never do that to them. So, um, but anyway, I'm like, yeah. you know what? We've already got a babysitter lined up. Date night. Date yeah. night. And we drove, so I, I, I made a picnic. I made sandwiches and... We just went to wow. the beach and hung out, watched, wow. kind of let this watch the sunset, even though the wow. sunset was behind us. But it was cool. Have the beach was quiet. Yeah. Have you ever been there and the, the crabs are like running around yes. the beach? Yes, that was kind. Of, they're freaky. They yeah. got these eyes on top of their right. head and they're freaky looking. They like just look at you. So they, when we got there, I didn't even see them, and we're just sitting there eating a sandwich, sitting in the chair and listening to the waves crash. And all of a sudden, the little eyes start popping up. The yeah, holes. they pop out <laughs> out of the sand. <laughs> It's kind of creepy, uh, but it was cool. We, uh, Crystal and I, had just an amazing, quiet time. Got to talk and listen to the waves, and uh, it was just a great evening—a spontaneous date night with with my wife. And uh, if you guys are married, you should probably do that. It will help you stay married. Um, it's you know, it's so funny. Is it's something that Christine and I have have really made a big deal in our life, but. It, it does. I can understand the people that are saying it's so hard sometimes because they have, you know, they're going to kids practice. They got, you know, they have church this night. They have this going on. They're, you know, work's calling in them late. And it's just really hard sometimes. But I, I think that just really making that a main fixture in your marriage is so vital. It's like you, you know, that whole question, that whole thing at the beginning it says when you first started dating, you guys you know, you were always dating, you were always engaged, you were always trying to please each other. And then what happens is you get married and all of a sudden life hits and, and you start drawing cl- further away from each other. You're not still dating. You're not talking sweet nothings. You're not sending flowers anymore. You're not, you're not doing any of this stuff. And then you just get go caught up into the cares of the world and you forget about the relationship with the spouse. And so just dating, trying to not talk about work, trying not to talk about, you know, some of those things and just really focusing on each other. It's, it's, it's kind of hard. My wife and I get creative with it sometimes. So there's like books out there that, um, we haven't done this in a while, but it was fun where you would like do role play or do different things. And so we would do do this out in public. So we would, we'd say, okay, here's the role. Here's what we're going to be doing. And we're going to have fun with it. Everybody is listening to this is looking at me. Bob's looking at me funny. I'm looking at you funny. But listen, you you get creative and have fun with your spouse. And and I know that there's people listening that hears this and they're like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Because we've been married going close to 30 years now. And, and you do, I mean, you've done everything under the sun. So sometimes you just want to have fun and just laugh. And my wife and I are people that love to laugh and we love to joke around. And so we just do that, but we focus on each other and we make it entertaining and, and, and do that. But yeah, that's awesome. You really blessed me when you said that. And then doing the picnic. Oh my gosh, it's romantic. That's crazy. man. It was, it was a lot of fun. And you, you, while you were talking, Pete, I'm thinking, 
because you were like going back to the beginning of the relationship and how you were you know courting your wife and you know you just man you couldn't help talk about her you couldn't help you just wanted to be with her yeah. and how many of us have been christians for so long that we've kind of forgot that feeling about christ as well mm. and i think what we're going to talk about today may lead us back into that and i didn't even think about that you know we were talking in yeah. our pre-show i'm like where's that going to come from yeah and you were just saying, you know, about how we should be treating our spouse, and I'm like, man, that same is true with our relationship yeah. with our with our Lord. So, yeah. wow, that that's pretty cool. What yeah. else you do this weekend? Anything else cool? Uh, what else did I do? I don't. We're always doing cool things. Like we go out a lot. High school football. Well, we went to high school. That was yeah. fun. Yeah, we have a friend of ours. He's been on the show once. He's a coach, and we got to go to. He invites us to the high school football team and. We got to see they were horrible that game, but (laughs) (laughs) shout out to you, Mark. Um, It was still Uh, fun, and uh, we got to do it. You better be working on your coaching. No, beat up Coach Mark. Yeah, I just I really love um, just being involved in people's lives, and so Christine and I just make it a a point to just really spend time with people and just love on people. Um, The body of Christ is amazing, and just to have fellowship you know, on a regular basis. It's awesome. And we get to do things like that a lot. We get to go, you and I and, and Crystal and Christine, we just get to go do things and we get to hang out. And so, yeah, it's, it's good. If you're not, in, if you don't have friends that you can hang out with that you, that are Bible believing friends that, that are like-minded, yep. find some, I mean, telling you, it's, it's incredible. It's more fun to do life with people isn't yeah. it? Amen. And, and just spontaneous stuff, you know, yeah. like, Hey, you know, let's Let's run down and let's go out to dinner. Let's try something new tonight, or you know, right, just we did things that like that. Week. I know that's what made me think about it. Well, let's see, let's talk about that one real quick. We went down to International Drive, yeah. someplace that I mean, that's where the tourists go. Yeah, you we, know, don't do that we don't do that. We don't do that. We stay away from there. It was outside of the norm. <laughs> and then here's the other thing: is like one person was one place, and we were asking to see if we wanted to meet there, and they no, we can't. I was just there, so then we adjusted, and then another person was going somewhere, and we adjusted, and another person, and we just kept adjusting, but it it worked out. And I think that's like relationships. It's like it's one person some people just want to just like no this is the way it has to be and and everybody has to follow and they don't do it then i don't like them and all that and it's like no that's not how it works no you just keep adjusting until you figure it out yep and so we ended up going down to international that was fun i'm glad we did that it was outside of the norm that was that was a great meal but just hanging out together and it was just yeah it was cool and that storm oh my goodness yeah it came on strong (laughs) Well, you guys, uh, make sure you subscribe to um, our channels. I know I'm going to jump transition here, but uh, you know it, it really helps. It helps us out. And uh, go to our YouTube, go to our YouTube page, and uh, what are all these addresses? I forget them. Riotpodcast.co. The Riot Podcast. <laughs> no, not the. Just Riotpodcast.co. Oh, that's right. The website. Yeah. And then uh, where you can, uh, YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Yeah. And then on um, Facebook and yeah. Twitter. The Riot Man, Podcast. I'm, I'm forgetting all these stuff. Yeah. The, yeah, The Riot Instagram. Podcast. And there you want to share those <clears throat> and with your friends. Just share, you know, hey, listen to these crazy guys. Just tell people to listen to these crazy guys and uh, it, it helps us out it helps get the word out and uh, who knows maybe somebody that needs to hear a little nugget of something that that comes up on the show um, can find out because you shared it so we really appreciate you for doing that yeah we're blessed awesome well pete let's uh let open us up in prayer and then we can uh, jump into the show if you're ready yeah let's do it all right father we uh just honored to have this opportunity to just uh, speak uh 
over this book that uh, Paul has written. And uh, man, we just look as we dive into the book of Colossians, Lord, uh, just open up our eyes and ears to what you're trying to share with us. Be with our listeners, Lord. Uh, Just, man, just teach them something today, Father. Draw closer to them today. So, Father, we we, we give you this time now, and uh, we ask uh, that you just put protection around uh, the listeners. If they're driving, listening to this, keep them safe. And, Lord, we uh, just look forward to what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. It's exciting. We've been talking about just going through a book in the Bible for some time. And the way that this show is kind of set up is that we talk about hot topics, things that are happening in the world, you know, things that are, you know, we hear other people talking about or questions that people have and, and then we'll address it and talk about it. But we haven't really just gone through, you know, the book. And so today it's just really exciting. I I mean, just our eyes were open as we were just studying the book of Colossians. It's one of those books that you just don't study all the time. And it's one you kind of pass over, you go to Philippians a lot, you go to Ephesians a lot, you go to Galatians, but you just don't go to Colossians a lot. And, uh, and so we're just excited to just open this book up and just kind of explore it and bring it to life and, you know, do our best to give it justice. I mean, Paul is just the master, uh, teacher, master speaker, master talker. I mean, this guy just blows our mind. And as we were just reading, it was like, man, it's just, it's so well done. And so we can't wait to explore it. Hey, you know, uh, Barry gave me a way to, uh, to to find this book easier in the New Testament. Yeah. So a little a little play on words. So he he said, "Remember this: General Electric Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then Colossians." So that's so that's easy. So you can open up uh, you can open up your Bibles and and find it there. Speaking of Bibles, Pete, we were talking earlier about the you know the difference between using. A paper Bible versus uh, yeah the, the the internet and we have nothing against the U version. Um, I we both have it, it on our phones. Yeah, we, we use it, we all, use the it all the time. Yeah. Use it for reference. Yeah, you know we're out uh, talking to somebody and need to pull something up real quick. It, it's a great great resource. But I think we both are in the boat of that shouldn't <laughs> that shouldn't be your primary place you go to for the for the word yeah i was just telling somebody last week i was um i opened up their bible and i was reading through it and um i had something that i wanted to say and i was looking through and i couldn't find where that was at and and i realized the reason why is because in my bible i have certain notes and i have certain things that i have that i know exactly where everything that so if my bible i had to go th- to find something or whatever oh yeah i knew exactly where it was but was using somebody else's it wasn't the same and i guess my point is this is my bible is my best friend it is it is literally my source of life it's 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 everything for me And when I open up my Bible and I read it, I see my highlights. I see my underlines. I see my notes. I see, I put in throughout the cross references that are throughout so I can easily reference where it's coming from. Um, I I speak uh, little notes next to how God spoke to me or how something comes to life. And sometimes I'll even outline like a a message in that, you know, I put point one, point two, point three, point four or whatever. And it just really, when I'm reading it, it just brings it to life. And so if I'm teaching somebody or sharing it or whatever, man, I got a message that's right there. We're on my U version. Sure. You can have notes and you can have that, but it's not the same as the feel of the Bible. And so, yeah, if you're, if you don't go through the Bible in a year, 
Um, there's plans out there that you can. If you want a plan, we can send you a plan. We got plenty of plans here. Um, but, you know, go through the Bible, get an actual Bible, get a highlighter, get a pencil or pen or whatever you, you prefer and just start going through. And as God speaks to you, let the Bible come alive and just start underlining and, and sharing, you know, what God's doing in your life. Yeah, I, I, I kind of I was doing different color highlighters for a while and I kind of got away from it. But, you know, they would have different meetings like I, I have one color. It was like, you know, this is a wow thing. Like it really stood out to me. And then I used uh, I used pink highlighter for for warnings where there's warnings in the Bible. And I think you shouldn't do this. But I kind of got away from that. But maybe I'll get back to that. But another cool thing about, I think, having the Bible that it came up um, last week when I was reading to my daughter. Um, you know, she's like, you know what <laughs> kind of morbid what are you going to do with your bible you know when you're gone so i was just thinking what a blessing that would be to my daughter to have um the bible that i use you know as a as, as a reference after i'm gone just kind of look at those notes and stuff like that so i think just another good reason to use a to use a paper bible but anyway i that, like pink too but it's because my favorite color it, <laughs> That's a whole different story. So let me read the opening statement, and then we'll give you a little background before we jump into Colossians. Uh, many Bible scholars have concluded that the book of Colossians is the most profound letter the Apostle Paul has ever written. We hear far too many voices that tell us we need something more than Jesus alone. There are many exciting experiences being offered to us every day, some new doctrine, some additions to the Christian experience that is supposed to make us or give us a more fuller understanding of our religion. Paul is telling the church um, of the <laughs> Paul is telling the church of Colossians that they don't need anything more. All they need is more of Jesus. Over the next few podcasts, we, our goal is to unpack this mighty book and bring to light God's truth about who Jesus is. Yeah, I mean when when I was when we were researching this throughout the week, I started seeing these scholars that kept saying that this is one of the more profound statements, especially what we're going to study uh, next week, um, is the statement that Paul makes in, in um, you know, Colossians 15 on is just, it's so powerful. It's so profound. And then the book itself, and it's, and I think it's, it's like kind of like the redhead stepchild. It's like, it, it gets passed over too much. And so, um, yeah, I just, there's so many nuggets here. There's so many things that we can bring to life. And I think the, the again, the nutshell, nut, uh, this book in a nut is, uh, it's Paul really wanting to emphasize that we don't need everything that's out there in the world. What we need is Jesus. So basically give me Jesus or give me death. Nothing else matters. And so that's kind of where we're going with this, these, these next few weeks topics. Whatever I'm trying to say. Did so, you know Paul didn't plant the church at F, at the Colossians? Yeah, at Colossae. That, that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> no, yeah. So Paul, Paul, want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so let's I guess do we can that. get into that. So Paul was he planted the church of Ephesus, right? And so church of Ephesus became a big thing, and there was a lot of people that were a part of that church, and two people that were the big ones was Epaphras and Philemon. Well, Philemon were from originally from Colossae, from that region, that area, Ahiralapis, and then Laodicea, that whole region there, and um, and so they took back what Paul was teaching them, and they planted their own church. And so here's Paul writing. I believe he wrote the book of Ephesus and the book of Colossians right around the same time, and then he was sending it back to these people because they were probably told by Ephesus, Epaphras, I should say, Epaphras or Philemon, 
they were probably told by what's going on. And so that's, we want to kind of talk about that a little bit, the background. I don't know. Do you have anything to say? You mean the background of Colossae? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing my studies, I found, I kept finding over and over again that uh, they were really, the people there were really into uh, like worshiping the earth or worshiping mother nature. Um, and then the other fascinating thing that I that I read was they had they have lots of earthquakes there. Yeah. In fact, Colossae it's like I, I guess that's where we get the word uh, colossal from. Mm. So I guess there were a lot of big rocks there and stuff like that. So those are some of the <laughs> some of the fun facts that I found down in Colossae as I was kind of doing some research on this. Yeah, it's about a hundred miles east of Ephesus. So if you're looking the um, on the map, you go to Turkey. It's right there on the Mediterranean. Ephesus is right off the Mediterranean, and then you go inland just a little bit. Um, you'll find Colossae and Laodicea, and it's fascinating because all of the seven churches of Revelation are all plunk right there. You know, right in that area. Um, yeah, everybody should go on a tour for that. That would be fun. Just go over there. That would and be do fun. That. Yeah. You know anybody that could set that up? Yeah, we could set that up. That would be fun. <laughs> but um, so that's kind of what it is. I mean, the Church of Coloss, uh, the Colossians again. You know, Paul. Um, had a passion for what was going on. He he saw that they were um, starting to fade away from their walk. They the fire was was leaving them because they started going after some of the other teachings, and uh, he wanted to address that. So let's just kind of talk about that a little bit. So who's Paul writing to? It's a small community uh, of Gentile saints that seem they be drifting. Um, of their understanding of the person and the work of Jesus Christ. So in this letter, Paul is addressing the drift by focusing on two key essential understandings of who Christ is. The first person is, is Jesus Christ himself, which includes his character and nature. And the second point that Paul's making here in these, in these chapters is the work of Jesus, which is all about the redeeming those who are captive to sin by dying on the cross and paying the price for our freedom. And, and so it's, it's, he, he saw that there's people coming in, there's this, this group that's trying to deceive them. There's this group that's trying to persuade that Jesus isn't the main answer that you can find, you know, uh, you know, heaven or God in all the different religions. There's Eastern, um, theology that's coming in. There's a Jewish legalism, you know, Jewish legalism was you have to do this and this to, to make God happy and, and to, you know, be pleased. And, and, and Paul say, no, grace, your my, God's grace is sufficient. You know, it's, it's not a matter of anything that you're doing. It's a matter of what Christ has already done. Keep your focus always on him. And, and so he's seeing that they're slowly starting to drift. And, and I think that we can, I mean, just look at our own lives, right? So we, we, we believe in the Bible, we're reading the Bible, we're involved in church, and then all of a sudden a friend of ours says something, hey, do you want to give this, give this a try, or what about this book, or, or some professor says something to you that makes you think of this, or whatever, and you start, you start dabbling in all of these different ways, and then slowly you drift away from making Jesus the main thing, and I think that's what's happening. Thoughts, Bob? Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I think it's just, it's so easy to be... Jesus plus this or Jesus plus that when yeah. it's just Jesus anything anything Jesus plus is then it's not grace right yeah and it becomes works or oh, wow it's it's so if if you know if Jesus is doing something 
in someone's life, then there's going to be an opposition. And so Satan wants to completely deceive somebody or or confuse people. And so that's why they bring in all the different religions. That's why they, that's why Satan is constantly trying to bring people into your life to distract you, to get your eyes off. I mean, have you ever had something happen where you're like on fire for Jesus and all of a sudden you met this person that wasn't on fire for Jesus for whatever reason you connected with them and then, or a couple or whoever. And then all of a sudden you started acting like them or falling away or, or a fad or a, you know, you were on fire for Jesus and this great opportunity opened up and, and, and all of a sudden you shifted and you went to that great opportunity, but you look back and you're no longer on fire for Jesus. And so this is kind of what is happening. And so there's a, there's something that's happening there in Colossae. Paul's recognizes, Epaphras is recognizes, Philemon is recognizing this. And so they're, he's now addressing that. And so he wants to, he wants to help them get back to the main thing. And so that's it. So what's the purpose of Paul writing the letter? It's, it's to confront the heresy threatening the peace and the purity of the church. There was a combination of Eastern philosophy, a Jewish legalism, as I was talking about, elements of Gnosticism was creeping in. If you know the Gnostics, they were supposedly people that, you know, they had a knowing understanding of deeper things. Um, is The problem is they just didn't teach the deity of Christ. They didn't teach that Jesus was God. And so um, if you if you look at all these religions and all these things that are out there in the world, um, you know, there's some people that will teach that, well, maybe he is God. They'll, they'll teach that Jesus is God and all that, but then, but they won't say that he's more than enough. They'll say that, but you still need to read this book. You still need to do this. You need to further your relationship here. You need to do all of these things. And then it's like getting yourself away from, no, it's just Jesus. Jesus is more than enough. And so Paul is addressing those people's thoughts on that. Yeah, that's good. So even, you know, people or religions that, uh, you know, they don't deny Jesus, you know, wasn't a reality because right. that would be pretty foolish. Yeah, it's, the Muslims agree 100% with Jesus' ministry. They just don't believe he's God. So, yeah, so they just try to add other things or, yeah, that's, and that's that's a dangerous slope. I also like what you were talking about, uh, you know, people getting distracting. Again, it's so important who you hang around with. It goes back to our, you know, our group that just, you know, hey, we'll make a phone call and you know, we'll go hang out together. But it's so important to be hanging out with people that are like-minded and, and keep you focused on the, the keeping Jesus the main thing. So sometimes then, I mean, I mean, truthfully, sometimes you're like, you rather, uh, you just rather stay at home or you rather just not do anything. And, and sometimes it's okay. Sometimes we need rest days sure. and we need to do that. But, but, but that's another distraction from Satan is, is, you know, he wants to deceive you. He wants you not to go to church, but stay home and watch it. And yep. then you justify it. But what happens when you stay home? You're not paying attention because the phone's ringing over here. You're texting over here. You're studying there, or you're talking with somebody in conversation and you just miss the main point of what's being said. It's there's distractions in, and so Paul is, is addressing this and trying his best to really share with them, listen, you need Jesus, you need the fellowship, you need to be doing these things. And so like today's message is a spiritual journey with Jesus. And so we want to have a journey with Jesus and nothing else. We want to have him as the main theme, the main thing that we do in our whole life. You know, I said that, right? Theme and thing. That's that good. good. Yeah. It worked. And you and you referenced the show two weeks ago very well, too. So if you missed the show two weeks ago about uh, can you do church online, jump back and listen to that. So yeah, uh, that, that was great. I think that was episode 40. Is that right, executive producer? I have no it's idea. two weeks ago. That I, that I can tell you. Yeah. So you know what? Let's, uh, let's jump in and... Uh, 
I'm going to read the text that we're, we're going to cover today, okay. and uh, we'll, we'll start there. And uh, for those of you, you know, if you have your paper Bibles, open them up. And uh, like we said, there's an easy way to find Colossians. You know, you got the, the first four books in the New Testament of the Gospels, and then you've got Acts, the Romans, First and Second Corinthians, and then that little trick that, that Barry taught us. Um, what was it? General Electric Power Company, right? So Galatians, Ephesians, Philippi, uh, Philippians, and then Colossians. And you will find it right there little book in the middle of the of the New Testament and we'll start there verse 1 Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and Timothy our brother to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae grace to you and peace from God our Father we always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you since we heard of your faith in, in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of truth, uh, the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned from, easy for me to say, Epaphras, Epaphras thank you, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. You know, I just, as we're reading that, I'm just, I'm reading through it and, and you have to like slow it way down. So it's like, I think a lot of times when, so as we're studying this book, a lot of times we read over it and I think we just say, oh yeah, I got a little bit of this bearing fruit. Okay, I got that, you know, and and we're saints and, you know, we understood God's grace and all that. We got that. Okay. Ooh, and then we move on. But what we many times don't do is we don't slow down and actually dissect what it's saying. And I think God really wants us to do that. And so if we're having issues, so we, my wife and I read through the Bible in a year and we go through it together and we do different translations each year. And, and one of the things that we do, though, is as we're reading it, we will absolutely stop our reading. If it takes us a little bit longer, we've scheduled our time to make sure that that's the most important. But we'll stop it and we'll do research and actually dissect what we're reading so that we're not just reading it, but that we're actually understanding it. So that's kind of what we're going to do. So let's dissect this. Yeah, I found that really true with this, Pete. I had to read over this over and over and over again. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Whoa, I have no idea what you just said," that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna help break it down because um, we at least I struggled with it as well. Everybody, so, everybody, everybody. All so, right, so let's start with three and four. So let's read let's that it. and let's talk, un unpack it a little bit. So what is it saying? All right, read so it. three and four. Yeah, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints. Okay, so what are we seeing? So right here, we're seeing that God, uh, Paul's a great encourager to other believers. He's he's thanking them, right? We heard of the faith in Jesus Christ, the love that he has for all. So we, he's recognizing that they're loving the people. Uh, little side note, that saints is something that the early believers called each other. You know, we, they didn't call each other Christians. Christians was only used, I think, two times in the Bible, um, ever. I think, yeah, two times. You could check anybody out there. Check me up, but I believe that's right. And then put it in the comments. Yeah, go ahead. But it's but they but but saints is all throughout. And so here we are. We see that. So hey, we're saints. And, and remember, Peter said that too. So that would be something that would. Where else does it say that? Well, Peter said that we're a royal priesthood, a, per, a holy nation. We're a perfect saint. We're we're perfect. We're we're made complete. We're we're whole. We're a saint. 
And, and so if you're reading that, you're going, wait a minute, how's that possible? Well, we're going to next week's uh, podcast, we're going to actually really dissect how that's possible because we're going to dive into the nature of Jesus. But so that's what's happening. So he's a courager to the believers. He's grateful for what God is doing in their lives. And, and he's, and we're all members of one body. So if that's, if that's what that says, what does that tell us? What are we supposed to do? What do you think, Bob? Well, I think we should do the same thing. But I love, and Paul does this in a lot of his letters. He He's so good at, he kind of opens it up, even if he's going, if he's going to, you know, kind of smack him around a little bit, a little bit later down in the letter, he always opens up with like in a positive. He's always building them up and lifting them up. It's always, all of his letters seem to be that way. So, uh, like very much an encourager. I mean, again, look at our own lives is, is when we, I think, I mean, I know both of us do this a lot to each other, but I, I think we need to do even better at it is, is when I'm around my friends, I'm always looking for ways to build you up. I'm always looking for ways to encourage you. And, and, and I think it, I mean, Chuck Swindoll said it this, he says, encouragement is awesome. It, it can actually change the course of another person's day, week, or life. And, and how many times I just, who was it that told us that story that, um, they were having the worst day and then they all of a sudden, was that Barry last week or two weeks ago? They were, they were having the worst way. And then, uh, Oh no, it was, uh, Gustavo or somebody, uh, um, somebody told me anyway, they're having the worst day and they went ahead and just encouraged them and they were just speaking life. And they said that it changed everything. Oh, the Wendy's was it that Wendy's story. No, it wasn't Wendy's. Oh, it was, um, my, I know what it was. It was Mauricio last week. So he was talking about, he was in the hospital bed and he, she, this director of nurse came in, the head director, the nurse came in, she was having a horrible day and he went ahead and just encouraged that's her and he right. loved on her. And he said that it changed her whole day. It really made a difference. And there, that's a proof positive. So this is, so Paul understands he has a duty and an obligation. And so that's what I get. That's what I glean from three and four is that we are one body to strengthen each other that we're able, that we have a duty and an obligation to encourage one another and to lift one another up. I mean, who loves encouragement? I do. Yeah, and that's so true. You just said we're one body, and by strengthening a part of that body, it it, it strengthens the entire body, right? That's it. Yeah, so that that's powerful. So you're you're actually helping yourself <laughs> by encouraging other people. Yeah. You know, man, this. But that's not what the world tells us. The world tells us look out for yourself. You know, get. You know, ugh, so frustrating. But I mean, it's like it's like this. When we go out, a lot of times we'll pay for each other's meals or whatever. We're not paying for each other's meals because we're wanting someone else to pay for us. We're not trying to bless you because we're trying to bless us. We just want to be a blessing. Yeah. The, but the byproduct is, as the body of Christ is blessed, we want to bless. <laughs> and you just want to go encourage. That's you just right. want to be a blessing. And so it's just it's a small snowball effect. There it is. How you took the words out of my <clears> mouth. <throat> there it is. I saw uh, Orlando boys talking about snowballs. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm from California, so I had a lot of snow. <laughs> All right, and you're from New York, so you had a lot of snow. I, I so did. As a kid, I did. Yeah. That's true. All right, let's go to the next verse. All right, verses 5 and 6. Let's read those. Well, Beca- um, or just 5. Oh, yeah, go ahead. 5, 6. 5 and 6? Okay. Yeah. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Wow, there's a lot there. Yeah, so let's just break that apart. So if I'm if I'm researching this or looking through, I'm just going to break this up and as easy as I can. So uh, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So what hope? What is he talking about? 
the gospel. Wait, did we do four? Or no, we did five and six. Yeah, we did so five and five. six. So what is the hope laid up? So yeah, that's the gospel. So the hope is that we know that one day when we die, we will be in heaven, right? So he says, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, so we know we have eternal life. So we know that when that's what's happening. That's our hope. That's the only hope that we really have to think about. I mean, what hope? It's the only we hope have? that really matters. Yeah, that's it. So that's it. So of this, you have heard before in the word of truth. So what is the word of truth? So what is he talking about? Uh, again, the gospel. I yeah, think. he went. Yeah. He just he's said just it repeating right it. He's repeating it. So he's he's associating the word of truth with the gospel. So what is the gospel? What did John fourteen six say? I am the vine, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. So he is basically saying that he is truth. Jesus is the word. He's the word of life. And so that's what it's referencing is indeed the whole, uh, it says you have been heard before the word of truth. And so he's telling them that they heard something. Well, how did they hear? Who did they hear from? You remember who, who brought the message to them? Epaphras. Epaphras. And so Epaphras heard the word from Paul in Ephesians. And Ephesus, and, yeah, that's right. They're they're small group. Yeah, the small group. <laughs> and so so Epaphras goes home and he hangs out with mom and dad. And then he says, "Hey, Joe, how are you doing today? You know, I just learned about this Jesus. Let me tell you about it." And then Joe says, "Wow, that's fascinating." And then Joe brought Sally, and Sally brought Susie, and Susie brought Fred, and Fred brought Bob, and Bob brought Pete, and and all of these people started coming over Epaphras' house to talk about what he just learned because he heard the hope, the word of truth, the gospel, and he heard about hope that he'll have in heaven. And so now what is that telling me? And so if I'm reading this and I'm dissecting this and I'm asking the question, well, I heard, so what could I do to help spread this? Tell the whole world. Tell the whole world. And so that's what's happening here. And so the word of truth, A.W. Tozer said, the Bible is an inevitable outcome of God's continuous speech. It is the infallible decoration of his mind. Think about that. That's deep. It is. Think about that. So it's, it's, this is an expression of God's mind. And so we're being taught this word. And so we want to share God's mind with everybody. We want the whole world to hear that. And so that's what it is. So that's that part. And then we ask, then the next chapter, next verse is, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard and understood the grace of God in truth. So what are the key words in that one? Bearing fruit. So how do we bear fruit? What do we got to do to bear fruit? Thoughts? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> I feel awkward when you say that because I'm the only other person on the microphone. <laughs> like, you know, like putting the pressure on As me. I'm looking at Christine, our right. producer. Yeah, she's not going to chime no, in. No, she doesn't have it either. <laughs> but bearing fruit is what? John 15, 5. I am the branch. You are, um, I am the way. I'm in the branch. You're the vine. If your man remains in me, he bears much fruit. Apart from me, he can bear nothing. Right? Really? So, I mean, right? And that's right. What I'm trying to say. So that's bearing fruit. So we have to remain in Jesus. The, as indeed the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing. So he's basically saying that um, because God is at work in, in Epaphras' life, because God is at work in Philemon's life, the whole world now is, is bearing fruit. Because all of these people, the Spirit of God is moving in such a way that they're, all of these people are starting to come to know who Jesus is. It's increasing. And so if you are surrendered to the Lord and you are, you're saying, God, I'm available to you. All I want to do is share what you're sharing with me to my friends. It will bear fruit. 
it will spread. And in, in what Paul is saying is it will spread bigly. So he's in, bigly. I don't think he said bigly. So he's encouraging them to do the same thing that yeah. that uh, Epaphras guy just yeah. said. Yeah. The guy from the small group. Yeah. Okay. Epaphras. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's hard to say. But then, then, so that's it. So then it does among you. And the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. So you have to ask yourself, well, what is the grace of God? And so what is the grace of God to you, Bob? Again, putting me on the spot. Yeah. What is the grace of God to you? Let me read Max Lucado's grace of God and Who? then you can it. So Max? he said, Pastor Max? Yeah. He said, his decision to ravage a people by love, to rescue passionately, and to restore justly, what rivals it? Of all his wondrous work, grace is my estimation, is the magnum opus. And so it's God's grace. And so what is it? It's like, I deserve death. I, I am a sinner. There's nothing I can do to change that. I am what I am and I'm fallen and I'm, and I'm messed up and, and I deserve death because I believe in a holy God and I believe that his way is perfect and I believe that my way is imperfect and there's no way. And so Paul is telling them that Jesus provided the way. He provided it. And so now we are to accept that grace and to, re- and to rejoice in that grace and to, and to um, praise the Lord for that grace because Man. they understood it. And so they're having a party every week when they meet at the small group and, and they're celebrating the grace of God that he's given to them. So is that any other thoughts on that? Any Man, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that. That's amazing. It is. It's just, and it's talking about the grace of God in truth. Well, who's truth? The grace of God doesn't happen. We do not have grace without what? Jesus. So he's basically saying again that without Jesus, without what he did on this world, on this life, without him dying and, and rising again, without his perfect life, we do not have grace of God. So he's telling these people, listen, why would you not want to share that with everybody else? Why would you not, if you've been given this, why would you not want to? And if you do and you're willing, you're going to bear much fruit. So that's that. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. That's how we know it was him. Is it says it. Right, because yeah. it's in there. Thank yeah. you, Paul, for putting yeah. his name in Thank there. Thank you, bud. You could have made up an easier name. Yeah, Epaphras. He, <laughs> he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. That's it, huh? Yeah, that's it. A seven, but yeah. eight. You want to finish? No, eight? no. Let's no, just stay with seven. Because that's kind of a separate thought. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a deeper one. <sighs> so, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith. So rooted and built up in who? Jesus. So he's telling these believers that you were rooted and you were built up in Jesus and you have est- you're established now in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. Yeah. So just as you learned it uh, from Epaphras. So how did they learn? So he discipled them. Yes. And from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. So, so Epaphras did not simply lead them to Christ and abandon them. And then he leave. taught them the yeah. word and he sought to establish their faith. Yeah. So here's the question. What happens if I just give my life to the Lord? What if I'm just learning myself? How am I going to share this with somebody else? I mean, sure, I'm, I'm reading that and, and I'm understanding that that's what it's saying for me to do. But how do I do that? I mean, if I don't understand, how I'm not going to be able to share with somebody else. So what do you do, Bob? Well, I think that's, our, that's a fear for so many. Again, put me on the spot, right? <laughs> I mean... And Satan will use that forever. He'll just he'll always say, "Well, you don't know enough. Don't don't say anything because what if they ask you this or what if they ask you that?" So, but Paul is saying, 
if I'm understanding this right, just kind of do what you've just seen done. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that not what he's saying? He's like, you, you know, he didn't just tell you about him, but he kept ministering to you. So I don't know. That's, I mean, you're on, you're, you're right on. So again, he says, just as you learned, so you learned just yeah. as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servants. So when, when I'm reading the Bible, as we're studying it now, we're learning. And so now God is teaching us that we need to go teach other people to learn. Okay. And so that is what I'm going to share with other people. What I learned. It's that simple. And so if you want to learn, you read your Bible daily. If you want to learn, you listen to messages that are on the Bible app. You listen to the Bride podcast. Yes. And and if you want to learn, you 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 surround yourself with people that are like-minded that know the Bible and you talk about Jesus. That's right. And so when you start doing that, you start being built up and start knowing things. And so all you share is what you know. And I promise you, Epaphras did not know everything. He only knew a little bit. And that's why Paul is having to write this letter because he has to help correct. Epaphras didn't have this knowledge. Yeah, back up there for a second, Pete. You said share what you know. I think our fear is we're afraid we're going to have to share something we don't know. Or just let the Holy Spirit take over. Just share what you know. And and you've said this to me for uh, probably the entire time I've known you. It's like, you know, just what did God, what is God showing you today? That's it. And if you're talking to somebody, just share that. Yep. So whatever you're studying today or whatever you're reading or meditating on today, just share that. There's a reason you're there and the Holy Spirit will use that. And when there's something that's outside of your comfort and you don't know, you go find a Paul. Because Epaphras did, had no idea how to address these people. And so yeah. he says, hey, Paul, I need, I need an assist here. So we just send Paul a text and text can, <laughs> he can help him out. Right. Or he had sent a messenger. <laughs> and so that's, that's the reason why we're involved in church. That's the reason that's why good. we're surrounded with life groups. That's the reason why we, we have people that know the word of God in our lives. Because not only are they speaking to us, but they can also help us if we get caught in a jam. But as far as sharing, I mean, you're just the excitement. So try to capture this. You you have to understand you were once dead, but now you're found. You you once were in sin and hopeless, but now you have hope and you're saved by grace. That's what Paul's saying. All of this is happening right here in these little verses. Wow. And so try to understand that and try to grasp that. And then all Paul is saying is because you have that and because this is exciting and you've learned things about me, go share it. Just share that little bit. That God changed your life and whatever else you've read that morning. That sounds so simple, Pete. It is that simple. It is. It's that simple. It's just the fear, the Satan trying to lie to you uh, and trying to deceive you. And he's a liar. He is. He's an idiot. He, I hate him. Can you guys hear can you guys hear Pete's <laughs> preaching voice coming out? I can hear it. This is exciting. So this is fun digging into this. We got one more point that we wanted to, right, to, to talk on today, and this is right out of verse eight. And it just says simply, and and has made known to us your love in the spirit. What does that mean? Your love in the spirit. I mean, just I mean, try to meditate on that, right? So he and he's made known to us love. Remember what the Bible says. If you go back to the Gospels, because it already mentioned it here, right? It said the Gospels at the beginning, so it's telling us go back to the Gospels. Well, if we go back to the Gospels, Jesus said himself. Uh, well, actually, John said it in First John. God is love. There is nobody good but me. God is love. And so we are saying here in verse 8, if you if you read it, it says that, and it has made known to us your love in the Spirit. So God is now working inside of them 
to love other people. And it's not because they're doing it on themselves. They have the help of who? The Spirit. And so how does that happen? That happens because we position ourselves daily to allow the Spirit to have His way with us. It's like daily we pick up our cross and we follow Jesus. Daily we need to put on the full armor of God. Daily we need to position ourselves to be in God's presence so that the Spirit of love can move and operate within us. And so Paul is encouraging them and saying that I see that there's love in the Spirit working in your life, and I am happy and I'm so pleased to report that. And that's the fruit he's talking about, right? That's it. That's when you'll start seeing fruit. So what if, you're, what if people aren't seeing fruit? Well, that's, that's the thing. It's like you have um, workspace fruit, so that's a forced fruit. Like, hey, I did good, you know, and, and, I, and I helped that person. I was going to ask you to define that. What does that mean, workspace fruit? I, I think there's a, a, the spirit fruit comes out in, in, in this fruit of the spirit. It comes out with gentleness. It comes out with peace. It comes out in kindness. There's a, an agape love to it. There's a love period. There's nothing in return. It's, it's, um, it's pure. It's unadulterated. It's, it's, it's like it's piercing. So when someone's loving you in the spirit, you just, you sense it's just something good. When someone's loving you and it's kind of forced, it's like, oh, that was nice, you know, but you don't, you're not really changed. You're not really like it wasn't, it didn't really touch you. You, you know what I'm talking about. It you're, feels forced. Yeah. You can sense it. Yeah. yeah you I mean, how many times you've been with someone, they did something really nice, but like, really, did they mean that? You know, was that real? Was that, or are they just trying to be nice? Or you look at their smile and they're just, they have the, the, the clown smile or whatever, and they're just forcing it. Well, yeah, it's almost like there's an, there's an ulterior motive. They're not doing it just out of a spirit of love. They're doing it out of a, you know, maybe I'll get something down the road. Yeah. But yeah, this is important. And, and John thirteen thirty five. this is why it's important. Jesus said, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have lo- love one for another. And that's that real agape love. That's not that forced clown smile kind of love that you were talking about, right? And and you would know uh, when, you know, I was just talking to friends of ours uh, this, this morning, and they mentioned that they, they were so grateful that we would sacrifice our time or that we would come over and hang out or um, and they just, they just felt the presence of God or they just felt love. And that's a testimony from somebody else. But that doesn't happen in a pure way unless the Spirit of God is actually moving inside of you. And so Paul is recognizing that they are faithful in Christ and that there's a danger happening. And, and so he's telling us as believers, he's saying, yes, stay faithful and stay the course and continue to allow the, the Spirit of God to move in you and continue to position yourself to be in His presence, to love Him, uh, but be on guard. Um, you know, the, where the word of God is planted in the heart, it will produce fruit. Paul said in verse six, all over the world where the gospel is bearing fruit. And so if you're staying, the, if you're staying in the word of God, if you're staying focused, then the, the, the fruit is going to be manifest and you're going to be able to guard yourself away from the attacks of the enemy on the outside. And so we don't want to lose sight of that. That's why we did a background of Colossians. And the reason why he's telling these people this is because there's, there's, there's wolves coming in. 
There's people that are that are trying to deceive them. There's friends in our lives that might try to deceive us. There's the television networks that are putting out these documentaries that are not really good. I was watching one the other day of of about Jesus and I and I watched it and I said that's not right. They're trying to de- deceive you. They're trying to trick you. They're trying to make you think that there's things that are that are not true. And so we have to be very careful of what we watch or 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 what we're doing. And if we're not sure, we need to have a Paul in our life. You know, I'm telling you, it's so important to have a Paul. And there's also so important to have a Timothy. Yeah. You need to be able to pour into somebody. So if you're if you're if you have a Paul, they're gonna help you you know, in, in any false doctrines or anything that's happening, Paul's reminding him, but you also have a Timothy because as Paul is teaching you, or as you're learning from the Bible and you're, and God's speaking to you, you need to be able to pour that into somebody else. And then they might ask you hard questions that maybe you still don't know, but then you can ask Paul because Paul can help you get that. Or you can ask Jesus or study yourself and figure it out. Yeah. I think you, you, you actually learn more from your Timothy, yeah. from pouring into your Timothy than you do um, going to your Paul. Yeah, like you said, your Paul's almost kind of just to confirm things that you may already believe or the Holy Spirit's, you know, put in your heart, but you you kind of need that confirmation. I I believe you 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 learn more by teaching. It's it's the here's it. The word translated learned here, and this is something from just it means discipled. Okay? So the word translated learned, how you know, you heard and you learned. But did you know that same word is 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 transposed 260 times just in the gospel alone? So, so just in the gospel alone, it's talking in Acts, the gospel in Acts, it's saying that you need to be discipled or you need a disciple. It, it, it's the Bible is very clear that a Timothy in your life is very important. (laughs) The Bible is clear that you need to be discipled and a Paul in your life is very important. And, and so, I mean, if anything, if you got anything in this show today, <laughs> if you, if you took anything from that, Paul is saying he is so proud of Epaphras for, for sharing the word of God with the book, uh, the people of Colossae. And he's so, and he's so happy that they've caught the truth and that they're living by grace and that they're, they're sharing their faith. He's so happy for that. And so if that's what you want to get from this, take that, glean that and, and just praise the Lord for that. So I think that's it. I mean, there's, it's, um, we just we're man, this was awesome. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, we're running out of time, but it was awesome. So we're just, um, let's just close up now with this. If, if there's people out there that, that, um, don't know the Bible and there's people out there that they open the Bible and it's just a bunch of words and it makes no sense to them. And, um, and that might be a, um, kind of a clue that maybe you don't really have a relationship with Jesus. And I've talked with many people that says, whenever I read the Bible, I never understand it. And, and, and I think the reason being is because maybe the Holy Spirit is not really moving and working within you. Because when you accept Jesus Christ into your heart, the Bible says that the Spirit comes inside of you and he's the helpmate. He's the one that helps bring to, to light all the things of Jesus. He's the help. He's the one that helps us interpret the harder things that are in the Bible. He's the one that opens our eyes to the things that were months lost. And, and the Bible also says that the things of the, the, the world will never understand the things of God because they're not of God. They're of the world. And, and if you're of the world, you're, you're, um, you're doing the things of the world. If you're of God, you're going to do the things of God and there's going to be a change. There's going to be a fruit. 
And if you're listening to this and you don't have change or you don't have fruit or you don't have understanding or you don't have a passion to know more about Jesus, then then it's time to surrender that unto him and say, God, I need help. And so if you want to give your life to the Lord and you want to know for a fact that when you die, you can go to heaven, that when you, um, that when you open the Bible, that you can pray the, the Holy Spirit that's living inside of you can help you, then you can just pray this. So just say, God, I, I, I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I, I, I confess that I've lived a life that's not pleasing to you. I've lived a life my way, and I want to repent of that. I want to learn, God, to, to live my life according to your will and to cor- according to your pleasure. And Lord, I pray that you would help uh, come into me and that you would help change me and help mold me and shape me into your image. And I pray, God, that you would help bring people into my life that can encourage me like Paul did to Colossae. I pray, God, that you would, you would bring a Paul into me and that you would give me a Timothy to be able to share And Lord, that you would just open my eyes and my heart to your word and your truth. And so Lord, please forgive me of my sins. I thank you that you are good and that you are faithful. And so if you prayed that, and Jesus came in, and we would love to hear from you. And that's if that's you, reach out to us and let us know. Um, you can go on to the riotpodcast.co, and we have a, a section on the menu bar that says, No God, click on that, and go down to the bottom. It says, I gave my life to the Lord, and fill out that sheet that's on there, and we would love to get in contact with you and, and get you a Bible be- uh, reading plan or get you a, a Bible or whatever resources that you need, connect you with the church and uh so forth any any thoughts on that button no i just uh again like i I mentioned earlier i would just uh you know go to our social media comment um like share with your friends we would really appreciate that pete this has been fun kind of jumping into into the word a little different yeah but uh man you know we've talked about this for a, a long time that uh just so many of the people that you know that we know and or that we talk to don't have a you know they don't have an understanding of the bible and you know we just feel like you know we talk about man i wish they would teach the bible more we should teach the bible more so you know what we're going to teach the <laughs> we're going to we're going to listen to our own words and and try to teach the bible a little bit so i i'm en- i'm enjoying this uh this journey through Colossians. I'm yeah. looking forward to, you know, I, I don't know how many weeks we do this, but, you know, maybe we take break and jump on other topics if something comes up. But this is going to be, this is going to be a lot of fun. And I, I, you know, if this is helping you, if this is something that you're like, man, this is cool. I get to really dive into um, this letter from Paul and, and learn what the Bible is trying to teach me. If this is, you know, really helping you, let us know. Comment, comment on Facebook, comment on, on, on YouTube. And then of course, share it with your friends. So, um, man, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. We cannot wait to dig in deeper next week. And so don't miss that. Make sure that, uh, you know, you have those alerts set up and you subscribe on, on YouTube and you'll get, you'll, you'll know first when that thing goes live and you can, you can jump on and and catch next week's show. So, Mm. um, that's all I got, Pete. You know, I was just thinking Dwight L. Moody said, when a man is filled with the word of God, you cannot keep him still. That's good. If a man has not has got the word, he must speak it or die. Ooh. I mean, think about that. If a man is filled with the word of God, you cannot keep him still. If the word of God is in you, you cannot shut up. You have to share it with other people. You better have a Timothy or you're going to die. That's it. Amen. All right, guys, be <laughs> blessed. Have a great week. Bye, guys. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, 
please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.